Welcome back, Hemming Brainiacs, to the podcast. We're talking about Samuel Taylor Coolridge for the last time, and we'll be moving on to some more poets. Swim has come through with the goods. Kabla Khan is based on a dream that Coleridge had while under the influence of opium. Upon awaking, he began to write the poem. It would have been longer, but he got interrupted, and when he came back to it, he could no longer remember the rest of the dream. Uh, Love details the emotional and physical relationship between speaker and the woman he woos through storytelling. In youth and age, Coolridge muses upon his loss of youth as old age begins to creep into his very bones, rending, rendering his body weaker as he realises he lacks the vitality he enjoyed during his younger years. Um, and apparently, in time, real and imaginary, the girl represents the future who is always looking back at the boy, the present who cannot see the future. Work without hope describes the ways in which nature works in, and the importance of goals or hopes to work towards. And work without hope... Oh, I'm sorry, that's that one. And Glycine's song is from Coolridge's Zapolia, a Christmas tale, a verse play in two parts. Cool. Um, and that's it. Samuel Taylor Coolridge complete. So let's read some poems. That means today we are up to Robert Southey. But I'm going to read a couple of poems. What the heck? What just happened? I just lost my place completely. Okay, we're up to Robert Southey. But we're not just going to read Robert Southey. I'm going to read a couple of poets. Starting with Robert Southey. Born 1774, died 1843. The first poem is called His Books. My days among the dead are past, around may I behold. Wherever these casual eyes are cast, the mighty minds of old. My never-failing friends are they, with whom I converse day by day. With them I take delight in weal and seek relief in woe. And while I understand and feel how much to them I owe, my cheeks have often been bedewed with tears of thoughtful gratitude. My thoughts are with the dead. With them I live in long past years. Their virtues love, their faults condemn. Partake their hopes and fears. And from their lessons seek and find instruction of a humble mind. My hopes are with the dead anon. My place with them will be, and I with them shall travel on through all futurity. Yet leaving here a name I trust that will not perish in the dust. Our next poet today is Walter Savage Landor. Born 1775, died 1864. The poem is called The Maid's Lament. I loved him not, and yet now he is gone. I feel I am alone. I checked him while he spoke, yet could he speak? Alas, I would not check. For reasons not to love him once I sought, and wearied all my thought, to vexed Vex myself and him, I now would give my love, could he but live, who lately lived for me, and when he found t'was vain in holy ground, he hid his face amid the shades of death. I waste for him my breath, 
who wasted his for me, but mine returns, and his lawn bosom burns, with stifling heat heaving it up in sleep, and waking me to weep, tears that had melted his soft heart for years, wept he as bitter tears, merciful God, such was his latest prayer, these may she never share, quieter is his breath, his breast more cold, than daisies in the mould, where children spell athwart the churchyard gate, his name and life's brief date. Pray for him, gentle souls, whoever you be, and oh, pray too for me. And one more poet, um, called Rose. Oh, wait, no, this is a poem. <laughs> oh, we've got a few more poems. Oh, we got a lot more poems. Oh, I may have stuffed up here. Um, okay, Rose Elmer. Ah, what avails the sceptred race? Ah, what the form divine? Ah, what every virtue, every grace, Rose Elmer, all were thine. Rosalma, whom these wakeful eyes may weep, but never see, a night of memories and sighs I consecrate to thee. Next poem, Eanth. From you, Eanth, little troubles pass like little ripples down a sunny river. Your pleasures spring like daisies in the grass, cut down, excuse me, cut down and up again as blithe as ever. Twenty years hence. Twenty years hence my eyes may grow, if not quite dim, yet rather so, yet yours from others they shall know twenty years hence. Twenty years hence, though it may hap, that I be called to take a nap, in a cool cell where thunderclap was never heard. There, breathe but over my arch of grass, I not, I not too sadly sighed, alas, and I shall catch ere you can pass that winged word. Verse. Past ruined Ilian Helen lives, Alcestis rises from the shades, verse calls them forth, tis verse that gives immortal youth the mortal mo to mortal maids. Soon shall oblivion's deepening veil hide all the people hills you see, the gay, the proud, while lovers hail these many summers you and me. Proud word you never spoke. Proud word you never spoke, but you will speak, for not exempt from pride into some future day, resting on one white hand a warm wet cheek over my open volume you will say, this man loved me, then rise and trip away. Resignation Why, why, repine, my pensive friend, at pleasure slipped away, some the stern fates will never lend, and all refuse to stay. I see the rainbow in the sky, the dew upon the grass, I see them, I ask not why, they glimmer or they pass. With folded arms I linger not to call them back to a vein, in this or in some other spot I know they'll shine again. Mother, I cannot mind my wheel. Mother, I cannot mind my wheel, my fingers ache, my lips are dry. Oh, if you felt the pain I feel, but oh, who ever felt as I. No longer could I doubt him true. All other, all other men may use deceit. He always said my eyes were blue, and often swore my lips were sweet. Autumn. Mild is the parting year and sweet, the odour of the falling spray. My life passes on more rudely fleet, and blameless is its closing day. I wait its close, I court its gloom, but mourn that never must there fall, or on my breast or on my tomb, the tear that would have soothed it all. <laughs> 
Remain. Remain, ah, not in youth alone, though youth where you are long will stay. But when my summer days are gone and my autumnal haste away, can I be always by your side? No. But the hours you can, you must. Nor rise at death's approaching stride, nor go when dust is gone to dust. Absence. Here, ever since you went abroad, if there be change, no change I see. I only walk our wanted road. The road is only walked by me. Yes, I forget. A change there is. What was it of that you bade me tell? I catch at times, at times I miss. The sight, the tone, I know so well. Only two months since you stood here, two shortest months. Then tell me why voices are harsher than they were, and tears are longer, here they dry. Of Clementina In Clementina's artless mane, Lucilla asks me what I see. And are the roses of sixteen enough for me? Lucilla asks, if that be all, I, have I not cold as sweet before? Ah, yes, Lucilla, and there fall I still deplore. I now behold another scene where pleasure beams with heaven's own light, more pure, more constant, more serene, and not less bright. Faith on whose breast the loves repose, whose chain of flowers no fa- force can sever, and modesty who, when she goes, is gone forever. Ian's question. Do you remember me, or are you proud, lightly advancing through the star-trimmed crowd? Ian's said and looked into my eyes. Ah, yes, yes to both, for memory, where you but once have been must ever be, and at your voice pride from his throne must rise. On Catullus. Tell me not what too well I know about the bard of Sermio. Yes, in Taylor's son, such stains there are, as when a grace sprinkles another's laughing face with nectar and runs on. Next up is called Durse, D-I-R-C-E. Stand close around ye Sigian set with Durse in one boat conveyed, or Sharon, seeing, may forget that he is old and she a shade. This one's called Alcipron and Lucipi. An ancient chestnut blossoms through their heavy odour over two. Lucipi, it is said, was one, and the other then was Alcifron. Come, come, why should we stand beneath this hollow tree's unwholesome breath, said Alcifron. He is not a blade of grass or moss or sandy shades. Come, it is just the hour to rove in the lone dingle shepherd's love. There, straight and tall, the hazel twig divides the crooked rock-held fig over the blue pebbles where the rill in winter runs and may run still. Come then, while fresh and calm the air and while the shepherds are not there. Lucipi. But I would rather go when they sit round about and sing and play than why so hurry me for you like play and song and shepherds too. Also from, I like the shepherds very well. And song and play, as you can tell, but there is play I sadly fear, and song I would not have you hear. Lucipi. What can it be? What can it be? Alciphron. To you may none of them repeat the play that you have played with me, the song that made your bosom beat. Lucipi. Don't keep your arm about my waist. Alciphron. Might you not stumble? Lucipi. Well then, do. But why are we in all this haste? Alciphron. To sing. Lucipi, alas, and not to play too. I think they might be about to get it on. 
This one's called Years. Years, many party-coloured years. Some have crept on, some have flown. Since first before me fell those tears I never could see fall alone. Years not so many are to come. Years not so varied when from you one more will fall. When carried home I see it not, nor hear adieu. Separation. There is a mountain and a wood between us, where the lone shepherd and late bird have seen us. Morning and noon and eventide repast between us now the mountain and the wood seem standing darker than last year they stood, and as we must not cross, alas, alas. Late leaves. The leaves are falling, so am I. The few late flowers have moisture in the eye, so have I, too. Scarcely on any bow is heard, joyous and un- even unjoyous bird, the whole wood through. Winter may come, he brings but nigher, his circle yearly narrowing into the fire. Where old friends meet, let him, now heaven is overcast, and spring and summer both are past, and all things sweet. Finis. I strove with none, for none was worth my strife. Nature I loved, and next to nature, art. I warmed both hands before the fire of life. It stinks, and I am ready to depart. Hmm. All right. Well, there we go. Two polls tonight. We had Walter Savage Landor and Robert Southey. And I think they were both pretty awesome. Thanks for listening, folks. See you tomorrow.